0: Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just stop for a minute and relax, and anything else that you need to put aside, just let it fall by the wayside. and. We're just going to increase our awareness of God's presence right now. Remember, he's, he's right with you. You don't have to get his attention. You don't need to tell him what's going on in your life or the problems you're having or what you're afraid of or what you're dealing with. He knows all that. He's been a part of all that. We've talked before about redeeming the time and being ready for the future. This is a lot of why we're here on this earth, to know how God functions, how he works. And and we are reminded by his nature, that his nature is love, but what it looks like is giving. It's active. God's love is active. It's active in our lives. And part of our purpose that we've been looking at is to enjoy and experience more of an active love with God, from God, for God. That his eternal life flows to us and through us, and we are the first partakers. We enjoy who and what God is first before we share it with others. So part of what he's doing is he's making us able to experience and enjoy his love, his giving, his character, his nature. Now, How he does that is going to be different for each one of us. And that's intentional. God made each one of us different. And each one of us is in a different circumstance, different situation, different time, different country. And that's God's intent for each one of us to be brought into a single, a oneness individually individually as we are joined to him his purpose is to teach us to expand our understanding of the natural of the supernatural and of the spiritual there's so many he want so many things he wants to explain to us but because we are limited in our understanding we can't receive what he wants to reveal, what he wants to give of himself. So it's like feeding a a little child who won't open their mouth and try something new. You don't want to hurt the child. Likewise, God has so much new for us, but we, we don't want to change. And that's part of the way God made us, too, is change is hard. We don't like it. But change is part of our being able to receive more of his nature, more of his love in our soul and in our body. Now just a reminder, the supernatural, what we've been talking about, and our supernatural abilities that are already in our soul, those are happening now. Whatever's going on in the supernatural is happening now. The spiritual realm is happening now. And we always look to the, to, to the natural four for a launching point. They're not directly correlating. But as you, if you shut your eyes, that doesn't mean things stop happening in your vision. It doesn't mean the colors go away. It doesn't mean light and dark don't go away. It's just you shut your eyes when you go to sleep at night, it doesn't mean the world stops turning. no, it's just your awareness of it. when you you know are dreaming doesn't mean what you're dreaming is real. and so we try to understand something. With a finite, with finite senses that is infinite. God's creativity is infinite. His nature is infinite. And likewise, our spirit is infinite. Our soul and our body are not, but our spirit is. Our soul has a problem. wants to continue to control things. And God... You know, you can't control God. Now, he's patient and he's kind and he's loving toward us. But he has his limits that are good for us. Just like with that child, we don't let the child run the household. God doesn't let our soul run our being. And again, he's, he's kind and he's patient and he heals our wounds. He reveals truth. Not to show us where we're wrong, but to show us where he's right. Do you see the difference there? This is not about who's wrong. It's about truth. It's about him being right. If You're disagreeing with God. One of you is wrong, and it's not him. And there's going to be times in our lives where we do argue with him. And, well, that's, you know, we come to the conclusion, well, that can't be God. Because of our beliefs. Because, you know, even let's talk about a concept about good and evil. That God can't be evil. He can't have created, you know, he can't have allowed Hitler, or slavery, or the Red Plague, anything, you know, name anything evil, suffering. That can't be God's idea. Yet he says, I've created all things. Created evil for the day of evil. It's the left hand and the right hand of God that fashions the vessel that's able to receive him. Life and death are in his hands. Even the tree of knowledge has knowledge of good and evil. And we want this on a personal level. We each struggle with things that hinder our being able to receive everything he has for us, and it's on a personal level. When he speaks truth to us, it's not just about who's right and who's wrong. His truth changes us because he heals us. He puts that key in the lock and unlocks the chains off of our wrists. He sets us free out of that cell with his truth. It's not just about doctrine. It's just about, not about what we believe, what we've figured out, or what other people have taught us. It's about the truth shall set you free, and the truth shall make you free. There's times when he sets us free. We're, we're out of ourselves. But there's also times when the struggle itself is what makes us free, what brings us into freedom. We say, but God, if this is the case... If God, if this is the case, if you did this, why did you allow that? Why couldn't you have been there when I needed you? Why weren't you there when this was happening? Why didn't you take care of this this way? And very often through the struggles that we come to the realization, because he's God. First, he does not need to explain himself. Second, your spirit already knows all the answers. Third, most of the time, the answers aren't going to change anything because it's his presence in our lives that changes us. It's not information. That's why he is the truth, not just knowledge or facts, but his truth, the way, the truth, the life, those things change us. God isn't going to. God, is, God isn't the one who needs to conform to our beliefs. We are the ones. And one of the issues we seem to have a lot of is, is, is he reliable? Is he def- dependable? Or do we need someone to be an intermediary between us and the God of all creation? The God of our salvation? The God of past, present, and future, the God of eternal life? Is he big enough to meet our needs, to keep us from being deceived? Now, let me just throw out there, odds are, you know, really, really, really good that you are right now deceived in an area. What does that mean? So you're believing something that's not true, that benefits someone else, usually our enemies. And remember, your, your soul has bad habits. And your soul has those bad habits that were formed against its own best interest. Your soul's best interest is to be fully dependent and available to God, to your spirit. And despite that, your soul still clings to these bad habits. Your soul does not want to change. We do not want to change. We will continue a bad habit as long as it works. So God starts letting our bad habits fail. And that's when he says, come unto me, all you who are are laboring, and I will give you rest. Sometimes he doesn't answer our questions the way we want him to. Very often he doesn't. Sometimes he doesn't answer them at all. But he, you know, how do we know him? We know him as the comforter, the counselor, the healer, the miracle worker. In order for us to know him in these ways, we need to be available and open and recognizing his presence in those ways. And if we're so busy clinging to the way we've always done things, what we've always believed, we're not able to receive. We're not willing to give up the crutch. We're not willing to leave that cell. He's not only given us the key, he's opened the cell door and flung, taken the gates off the hinges. There's no more gate there, no more cell door. You're free to leave. And yet we sit in the corner. Because change is hard, and life is hard. And our soul doesn't want to change its habits. Our soul has habits that it's been relying on for its whole life, and sometimes generationally generationally we inherit bad habits, bad soul habits from previous generations, family habits. And going against those family habits can be really hard. Going against society's bad habits can be really hard. And that's fine with God. God doesn't care about that. God doesn't care how hard it is. He, you are already one in him. So he is fully invested in bringing you into union with him, spirit, soul, and body. Remember, your spirit's already connected with him. It's your soul and your body that are the problem, and really it's the soul, because the body will follow along. Healing the body for God is nothing. He can raise the dead. He created you to begin with. That's not the problem. It's our soul, our mind, will, and emotions. It needs to be restored. It was stored in him. Now it needs to be restored, reunited, re-whatever your name is, your soul. God wants your soul to be fully whole. So as we are looking at what's going on in the supernatural realm, we are looking at what's already going on. And our soul is part of that. And what's going on in your soul is already going on. It's not a surprise that, that your soul is doing the best it can with what it's got, with the bad habits and the tools and the abilities it has. But we recognize that, that the opportunity to cooperate and enjoy the process is there. But it's going to be on an individual basis not going to be because your pastor or your your spouse or your best friend has said okay now is the time to deal with this issue or now is the time to you know let go of this belief this is all about you and a personal relationship with God that's the difference with Christianity is our God is alive and we can have a personal relationship with him no other religion organized religion has a living God in which people can have a personal relationship with Him for their good. Your relationship with with God is not for God's benefit. He already has you. It's for our benefit, for your soul's benefit, for your soul's restoration. So we're learning this is all... On a day-to-day basis, whatever we're, we're each going through, different courses, different teaching, different um, opportunities, and God wants it that way. Now, there's, there may be come times, come time when He does things in a particular way with a large number of people. Sometimes we call those revivals, though that that's probably not a good term for it but a move of God, let's say something like that. And then we build on that, when really it was just a way of getting something done with many people who, who shared that same need. So God is here to meet your needs, but it's going to be on His terms. If He wanted you completely whole and perfect and entire right now, He can just think it and it would be done but you would not have gone through the process of change. And we've talked about this before. There's something that happens during the work, during the process, that we gain that we can't gain other ways. And I like to think it starts with gratitude. When you see what God has done, when you experience a healing when you come out of that cell and you ha- start a new life, maybe hard, yes, it's probably going to be hard, but when you start doing that, there's a gratitude of what God has done. And that gratitude cannot come if we're just sitting in that cell, if nothing changes. So he entices. It's the goodness of God that draws us. And and one of our challenges we always have is, you know, evangelism. And I've had this conversation with quite a few professional Christians. And there's this idea that fear is a great motivator. You know, fear of going to hell. I say, but what if you're wrong about what hell is? You know, aren't you just deceiving people? And is it, fear doesn't last. We get tired of fear. We adjust to fear, just like we adjust to anger. It, it goes cold in us. You know, this is, this is why, you know, going back to Hitler, this is why people could be marched to their death. They knew they were going to, you know, they were marching to their death. They weren't going to make it through this experience alive. But they had adjusted to that fear. So we, you know, as Christians, we adjust to, okay, well, we're just going to get through this life. And God does not want us to settle for that. He doesn't want us to settle for less than everything he has planned for us. A lot of times we have no idea what that is. And this is one of the reasons we're, we're looking at approaching the supernatural realm. Because it will start getting us into a new mindset. And again, going back to your spiritual abilities, your, your su- supernatural abilities that are in your soul right now. You don't have to do anything to get them. Just like you don't have to do anything to get God's love for you. His presence is his presence fills the earth. It doesn't say he it fills the earth except for your address. The little apartment you're in, or the car you're in now, or wherever you are. It's God's presence fills the earth. Except for where you're at, no. You, he he's right there. He fills you. He fills your area, your your environment right now. So you don't have to get his attention. You don't have to convince him to do things on your behalf. That's his intent. He, he loves you. He can't not love you because that's who he is. So when we start talking about asking, you know, about our desires and looking at our desires, it's, it's fascinating that we do so often feel, we we'll want to question, well, I sh- shouldn't be desiring that. That's beyond my grasp. Um, For instance, wanting miracles. There seems to be a lot of, I'd like to ask to be able to heal people or do miracles. But that seems like that's for special people or something you should have to have a special experience for that. There's this idea that people have certain problems that God solves the problem so that then they can minister out of that, having that problem resolved. For instance, if you have cancer and God heals you of cancer, then you can pray for others who have cancer. I have no idea how we got that. Now, if that works for you, fine, but that's not God's way of doing things. You have healing in you because you have the healer in you. You have miracles in you because you have the miracle worker in you. You are a spirit being that has the entire universe in you. But it is not able to connect to your soul. And that's your only problem. But the ability to recognize and translate and connect with the universe, that ability is in your soul right now. Your ability to perform miracles is in you right now. I don't care who you are. I don't care whether you're a Christian or a non-Christian. I don't care whether you're a Buddhist or a Muslim or a two-month-old child. That ability ability is in your soul right now, because God put it as part of your having a soul. It's part of our the makeup when He made Adam and then split them, split Adam into Adam and Eve. Part of Adam's DNA, soulful DNA, is to have. The ability to perform miracles, to raise the dead, to silence the storm, to turn the tornado from one direction to another or completely dissipate it, to call down lightning from heaven, to cast a mountain into the sea, to stop wars, to start wars. You have that ability right now in your soul. Now, God is not a fool. He doesn't just let us go out and create havoc. He teaches us and trains us, and he restores our soul. He just doesn't let it go on a rampage. We have to now learn. Now that we're out of the cell, we are learning how to live as as a spirit being. How to live and move and have our being in Him. You don't put a sword in a toddler's hands. He's going to hurt someone. So you and I. That's why, you know. Well, well. I've been praying for this person for this long, and this never happened, and they died. You know, I guess that, you know, that must not be true that I have this ability. No, it's because you're still in training. And if God wanted that person to live, that person would have lived. And I think part of our, and this is one of those beliefs we're going to have to adjust. We have this idea that death is somehow the end. We're all going to die. We're all going to leave this earth one way or another. and then we're going to do something else. Just like before we made it to this earth, we were doing something else. We don't need to know what? We don't know what we don't need to know what came before. We don't need to know what comes after. We just need to know God is God. So when you're thinking about the desires and and you feel guilty or Or weird even about wanting miracles or wanting healing or wanting the big things, raising the dead. You know, people are very comfortable with wanting the ministry of helps or to say the right word or, you know, even prophecy. But they consider some of these other things too big, the power, they're called the power gifts. They're all the same. They're all in you. You don't need to ask for them. Because they're already in you, but what is on your desire list right now? And if you are leaning towards any of those, and you have any question, if you have any guilt, or you know, ah, that's we're asking too much, or that just doesn't seem like that's something that's available to everyone, ask God. Is this desire from you? That's the only thing that matters. It's not about, is this ability from you? You have the ability already. He already gave it to you when he gave you your soul. The question is, is the desire from you? He may say yes. He may say no. He might be silent. Sometimes we struggle with the silence the most. The, and the point with silence is don't let it stop there. Pursue. Patiently wait until you get an answer. Maybe try another approach. Well, maybe, you know, talking about healing, maybe there's a specific thing he wants to talk to you about healing that he's going to give you a desire for. And only because you're paying attention will that specific healing area come into the forefront. If he has taken responsibility for your training, he may put you in a conference. He may put you in touch with people. He may put, put you in a certain circumstance or a particular, you know, series into your hands, whatever. But it's from him. It's his responsibility. And you don't have to get anything from him. Your soul came when you came into this earth. Just like your body came with, with eyes and ears and arms and legs, your soul came with these abilities to know god to convey power and authority into the supernatural realm into the natural realm because of the way god made you from the very beginning so you don't need to struggle to get them it's we all need to learn how to use them what we already have just like we learned had to learn how to walk learn how to talk learn how to listen So we'll be getting back together again same time next week. If you've got any questions, feedback, more concerns about learning what's based on our desires, drop me a line at diane at therainersclub.org or through Blog Talk Radio. Until next week, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.